Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. I'm your host, Heather McFadden, and this is the place where I get to walk alongside you and connect you with people and resources so you know that you don't mom alone. And in this episode number 429, I'm inviting back to the show my friend, Carrie Kampakis. Going in, like, I'm really trying to prove that I'm on my daughter's team. And so that's the message we want to just drive home. It's like, I promise I'm not your enemy. I'm not doing this to be mean. I am trying to help you learn, you know, how to dress appropriately and how to dress beautifully and feel good, but maybe not go towards some of the current trends that are out there. If you didn't know, I am a mom to four boys. They are in middle school and high school. And so today I invited my friend, Carrie Kampakis. She's an author speaker. She is a mom to four girls. She's coming on to help me answer a listener's question, a listener who is really tired. (laughs) I mean, we're all tired, but tired specifically in the battle she's having with her daughter over clothing. And I want to clarify up front, one, if you are a boy mom, this is still a great conversation to listen to because I think we have our own judgments when we see photos of other girls or see girls, and it's helpful to hear the whole story. Two, I want you to know that this is just a conversation between two moms. We are not talking through research. We are not talking all the ins and outs and the scriptures and yada, yada on modesty and body shaming and all of that. No. The goal of this episode is, one, if you are having battles in your home over clothing, that you would feel less alone. Two, I feel like Carrie does a really good job of helping you build the trust with your daughter and that this can be more of a place of connection than division in your home. And three, I just want us as moms to support one another and this to not be even a battleground between mom. And it's okay if we have different views on this topic. It's okay to disagree on things. I just want to hold space for that. Also, if you love Carrie, which you will, because she just has this perfect Southern accent. She has her own podcast. She's also come on the show a couple of times. We've linked to that in the show notes. Let's get right to it. Here we go. Carrie. Welcome back to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. I'm excited to be back. I always love talking to you. And when we talked last time, we hadn't met in real life, and now we've met in real life, so we're real, real friends. Okay. Yes, officially friends. (laughs) (laughs) And so I knew when this topic crossed my path, which it has, and just the sideline conversations with moms or just living life with moms of girls, I am not a mom of girls. I have all boys. You have all girls. And I was like, who can I have? a real mom conversation with who has experience mothering daughters in this specific area. And I was like, oh, I got to text Carrie. She would be up for it. So thank you for taking my offer. (laughs) Of course. No, I think it's such an important topic. So I'm glad you're tackling it. Well, I want to say a caveat to start off before we get the DMs and the messages that what we are going to cover and what we're not going to cover, right? Because this is, it can be a touchy subject because of the history of the topic of quote unquote modesty, um, purity culture. Like we're not doing a deep dive into that today. Yes. (laughs) Our hope is for the mom out there who is having battles with her daughter over what to wear, that she would feel not alone, that she would feel encouraged, that she would be equipped to know what to say, how to manage it, and how to stay connected. Yes, I agree. Right? Yeah. yeah. And I feel like it's just really teaching our girls, like helping them find clothes that they feel good in and they feel mm-hmm. confident in and that we can agree on. That we can agree on. That, <laughs> you know, that's, that's the hard part. That but, is hard you know, part. 
I think that sometimes we approach it, it's such a battle, but like mm. going in, like I'm really trying to prove that I'm on my daughter's team. Mm. And so that's the message we want to just drive home. It's like, I promise I'm not your enemy. I'm not doing this to be mean. I am trying to help you learn, you know, how to dress appropriately and how to dress beautifully and feel good, mm. but maybe not go towards some of the current trends that are out there. Yeah. Yeah. And which is hard. that is hard. And I think, man, I was reflecting on the fact that one, I don't know this battle personally. And then I thought, well, I was a teen girl. So why don't I have that story in my past? And I was telling you, because you mentioned it just now, the trends. The trends mm-hmm. when I was in high school and in college were really, really baggy clothes. I literally every morning would go in my dad's closet and borrow his sweaters, okay? <laughs> I, in college, wore jean overalls with flannels wrapped around my waist. Like, I'm just saying, my mom and right. I fought more on me wearing my correct size <laughs> than on me wearing too few clothes. That was not our battleground. Yeah. And so I do have empathy uh, for the fact that it's a different battle. And there are so many elements we'll get into that are unique to this generation from how, even how we were parented that moms need support right. on. Right. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So this came up, a few, like I said, a few moms have mentioned it to me. And one mom in particular just said, I'm so tired of battling. Mm-hmm. I'm so tired of this being a place where we're fighting or it's at a moment of last minute. There's been something purchased online, tried on at home, then it's about time to leave and we're going to be late if she changes, but I'm not okay with what she's wearing. I feel like I can see her butt, <laughs> defining <laughs> quote unquote what butt is. Anyway, yeah, these huh. are, this is what moms feel and like feeling alone in that challenge. Yes. And so you could say you've had, you have four daughters yes. and tell everyone their ages again, just so they know where you are at on that. Yes. They are um, 20, 18, 16, and 13. So, you know, and it's, it's you don't realize it when you have a daughter, and I'm sure it's the same with sons, but, you know, it's pretty easy dressing them when they're young. We have total control. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, I remember when my kids were in, like, just elementary school, I could get the mini boating catalog. Like, I could get their clothes for a season almost in one or two purchases. You could go to one store, and I could find things for all of them. And so it was easy. And then you get to be that hard tween stage where they want to look older, but or the clothes are just in between sizes, and it's so hard. And you're just always piecing things together and finding it here and there. And then, like we were talking about earlier, is that this generation, you know, we're not shopping with them at malls. Like we're not, we don't grow up, we're not slowly acclimating to this huge challenge of dressing a teenage daughter by having gone shopping with them their entire life because so much is done online now. Mm. And so I think some of those conversations that we might have had with our moms about like, oh, what's your color wheel? You know, what colors look good on you? Just these basic things. Especially in the South. In the South. Girls in the South know their best colors and their best style and what to accentuate and what not to accentuate. Exactly. And I think with dressing your teenage daughter, that's such an awesome place to start. Mm. And even it was funny, my teenage daughter in college last year, like, I guess this is big with the college girls. Like they were all talking about their color wheel. And she's like, mom, I'm going to do your color wheel. And she's like, this color looks good on me. This color does not look as good on me. And I was like, we did the same thing (laughs) that it was a different version. But back in the eighties, that was big. Remember that? Oh yeah. I've had my colors I'm a winter. I'm I'm a spring. I'm a spring. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I'm a winter. And so I, I just think somewhere like that, that's just fun. And that's, 
something that you is pretty something you can agree on. It's pretty innocuous for a mom and daughter to kind of start there, just to do it. Like, okay, I mean, I, I always tell my daughters, you know, I just know that you got to know certain styles look, look better on your body type than others. I'm tall. I'm five foot eight. I remember when I started dating my husband. He's got the cutest sisters, but they're both five feet tall, <laughs> and they would wear these cute little dresses. From it was from a store here. It was the style then, but they were short, kind of almost like Mimi dresses, and they looked precious in these dresses. And I remember I'd go to that store and try on the same dresses, and I looked like an idiot. Like, it just did not look right on my body frame. And so I just think that that's half of it, is just knowing, like, okay, what flatters you and what do you feel good in? And um, and I think what happens in this day and age a lot is we get frustrated with our daughters, but, you know, they're just looking, they're shopping online, and we're, sometimes we wait to the last minute. And mm-hmm. so you're in that mode of desperation, which I'm like, that's never a good place to get to. And then they just come up with these different options, like they go to the first two pages of a, a website. And, I mean, the, the reality is if we moms want to help them here, we've got to do some work. And I spend a lot of time, honestly, I've spent a lot of time looking online because my daughters won't do it. They don't like to online shop. They don't have the patience with it that I do. I mean, I was the child who would go to the mall for five hours. Like, I don't mind digging. Like, but I think that that's the problem is sometimes we get frustrated with them, but we're not giving them good options Mm -hmm. of like something that could help them still fit in, but it's not going to have 50 million cutouts and be something that doesn't really look appropriate. Mm. So the two things that I've learned, the one thing is to start early. Mm-hmm. And if, I, if you see a dress, like if we're if we're on vacation, we always try to go to maybe a store too in that area because that's a great time to shop. And maybe you don't need a cocktail dress right then. But chances are in the next year, if you have older daughters, you will for a wedding or something. So if you see something that your daughter tries on and she loves, like get it and teach mm-hmm. her that. Like, you know, none of us really can ever find a dress when we're looking at the last minute because you'll you'll settle. And I did that one homecoming with my daughter. We just waited and it was the most stressful thing. We had so many fights and you know, and then you're always you're also trying to to give them body image issues, you know. Right. That's and yeah, so, that's so interwoven in all of this, right? Yeah, yeah, so interwoven. And you know, sometimes with girls, you know, they're going through puberty and their hips have gotten bigger or they've gained five pounds or something. And so, you know, you they've tried on this dress that they loved and you're in the dressing room and they start crying because mm-hmm. it won't go over their hips or something, and you know that hidden insecurity, they're not saying out loud. And so at that point, the mom's like, you know what, I'm going to spend whatever you're thinking in your mind just to make them feel good. Or, And so that's why I try not to judge anybody's final dress on home co- on Facebook or wherever, because you don't know the stories and the tears and the drama that went on behind the scenes. And I think people so easily assume, like, I can't believe her parents let her out the door like that. But chances are there was a fight. There was some tears. You know, like, you just don't know. Yeah. And you know, we can't really control what anybody else is doing. But I think for our daughters, we're just trying to help them feel good. You know, one thing I always emphasize with mine, too, is, you know, just trying to find classic looks mm-hmm. that, I mean, especially as a teenage years, I'm like, if I'm, I would rather spend more money on a dress. And especially they get to be like 15, 16. I'm like, you've kind of stopped growing. So I'd rather buy you a nice dress that you can take to college because you're going to need dresses for formals or whatever. And it'll be, you'll have two days notice and not have time to go buy something. So I was like, if you get a classic dress, you know, you could wear it for the next 10 years. And so now sometimes we have to get that classic dress and get it taken up a little bit because it's longer than they want, but that's fine. And, you know, my daughter had this one dress I was thinking of earlier. It was a a ball. We had this presentation ball in 10th grade and 12th grade at our school. And it was this beautiful red dress. She loved it. It looked great on her, but it was really low cut. And so I was like, the dress looks awesome, but we got to do something with the the cut. And she agreed. 
And so we, we the, the seamstress lady, we went there. She said she could take it up a certain amount. And my daughter thought that was fine. I was like, no, <laughs> you know, that that's, but she couldn't take it up any more than that. And so I was like, we got to do something. And my daughter was like, I just love this dress. And so anyway, so the seamstress was kind of playing with it. And she's like, you know what? We can take it up here in the shoulders. Mm. It had a little room to do that. And when she took it up there, it was perfect. Mm. And so I was like, sometimes just, you know, if the dress is not perfect with a little creativity, like I now can look at a dress. I've been to enough (laughs) alterations and say, okay, like that dress is a little bit too low, but I know she can take up the straps and it'll give you more support up here. Well, and I've heard, yeah, I've heard you pick one. Like you don't do the lower cut and the shorter. Yeah. Like if you're going to like like have advice for a daughter, it's like, well, if it is a lower cut, maybe we keep it longer on the like bottom. That. Or if it has this like halter kind of top, it could be a little shoulder, shorter. Like it's not, yes. yes, it's not these competing. And and again, we're not saying so that you don't cause someone to stumble. Right. No. It's a personal. It's about you. It's about you yes. feeling your best. And that, that I think it looks good when you're yes, not I doing do two competing places of – Right. Showing skin. I don't know why. I don't know if it's, I've been overtrained and my brain is thinking that's naughty. I don't know. But I just think (laughs) even a gal here in Dallas who designs couture dresses, okay, Mm -hmm. gorgeous couture. I I can't even imagine how expensive these dresses are. But her daughter was in cotillion with my son and she made her daughter's dresses every week. Oh, wow. I know. This is just like dream scenario, y'all. But I was so impressed with how beautifully she made these dresses. Mm -hmm. And her daughter is very tall. And so she was having to work, you know, with longer legs. And anyway, Mm -hmm. just the details she added. And I know we don't have access to all that. And that is part of the problem, right? Mm -hmm. People aren't selling things that we would love our daughters to wear. And so our daughters aren't wanting them because nobody else has them. It's kind of like this, the trend is driving. And so when you were saying, find out what looks best on you, the trick is even finding that available to buy. Mm -hmm. And so then you're having to alter it. It's like, it's a lot of expense and time. Yes, it is. Which is why I tell, like, if I'm paying this much money for the dress and these alterations, I want it to be something that will last you. Not like a cheap so that, little. Not a cheap. Yeah, yeah. And usually the one, the dresses we don't want, the inappropriate dresses are cheap. You know, mm. like they're $80. Uh-huh. And so I, I think that's that's a way to put a positive spin or on the 30. conversation. I mean, I feel like I've been able yes. to buy dresses on Amazon for yeah, and sometimes yeah. I mean sometimes it's awesome. You can find a great dress. Yeah. I, f- I found a great black dress for my daughter on Lulu's. I think it was sixty dollars. <laughs> it was the cutest dress. I'm like this dress would look good on everybody, yeah. and I was so excited about that. So sometimes you definitely can, but sometimes it's just going to take, like I said, more legwork for mom. Mm. And like I said, I always start early, and that's just me personally because I've learned. I was like, if I want to not make this a battle. And I try to be very sensitive to what my daughters are telling me. And instead of making everything a battle, like listening. And so it might be, I'm like, oh, I love this dress. You know, why? You know, I think it looks great on you. You know, what? why don't you like it? And they might be like, well, I just, I feel like I don't really like my shoulders. I feel like my shoulders are broad and I don't like, I don't like this cut on me. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to remember that as I'm looking for you in the future. I know that you don't like that cut. And so kind of knowing their individual styles 
and taste. Or it might be, I have another daughter, she loves lavender. Like I know there are certain colors that they love. And so when I'm looking for them, I always, you know, they know, again, you're proving you're on their team. Like I'm trying to help you find a great dress that you just feel good in and that I, we can agree on. But, um, you know, sometimes and we got to be tough as moms, too, because we might give them yeah. 10 options and it might be 10 links or pictures and they might like one of them. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. That was the, my first challenge was when I first went to homecoming. And then, you know, she didn't have time to shop, too, that she she was doing cheer. She was in school. She was like busy from night to day and so from day to night. And so she didn't have time to go online shop like I did. And so I had to to cut out that time to do it, but it was worth it because we found a great dress that her sisters ended up wearing too. Like that dress has gotten lots of use. It's classic. I mean, I could probably resell it and it would still be in style, even though this was years ago. And, um, and it was so fun. It made that day fun when she's getting ready and doing her hair and her makeup. And I was like, this is what makes having a girl so fun, you know, like these moments that you could just tell how it just makes them confident to be in that dress that they feel good in. Navigating clothing in your daughter is definitely a challenge. There's another challenge that I want to help you with today, and that is hiring. If you are an employer looking for quality candidates, you need a hiring partner that can help you rise to the challenge, and you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on lots of different job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed is a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. They streamline the hiring process with tools that help you find matched candidates. They have something called Instant Match. Over 80% of employers can get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed data in the U.S. One thing I think is really cool about Indeed is candidates that you invite to apply are going to be three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only find your job in a search. This process is going to get you one step closer to immediately matching with quality candidates. I'm just telling you, there is so much taking our time. Why not use something that's going to take the challenge out of the process of finding the right people for your business? Indeed is the only job site where you pay only for applications that meet your must-have requirements. Indeed is a powerful hiring platform. So start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash DMA. This offer is good for a limited time, so claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com slash DMA. Just go to Indeed.com slash DMA and support the show by saying you heard about it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash DMA. Terms and conditions apply. If you need a hire, you need Indeed. And what I hear and how you're talking about your real, it just sounds like your daughters trust you, which mm-hmm. not everyone has that relationship with their daughters. If they say, oh, I love this dress and I love how it, you know, makes whatever works on your body, there's the old adage of like, they're going to hate it now. You can't act too Mm -hmm. excited about a dress, right? Because then (laughs) they're going to say, well, now, I mean, if mom likes it, then it must be terrible kind of thing. Right. So it seems like you have built in a relationship where if you say something looks good, they trust you. 
and your mm-hmm. opinion is valuable to them. And I don't know that that's true for every mother and daughter combo. Well, I think that's something that's kind of earned over time. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if it started that way, but I think as you help them find dresses and then they get compliments on it or they feel good, mm-hmm. then, you know, the next time they trust you a little bit more. And I was even thinking about my mom recently. Like, I think one of the gifts that she had was like, she was always thinking ahead for me. Mm-hmm. Like she she knew what I needed before I knew what I needed. Mm-hmm. And I think when you when your kids realize that about you, they trust you. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I remember coming home from from school one day, my senior year in high school, and there are these dresses on my bed. And I'm like, you know, what are those dresses? And she was like, well, you're going through Rush this summer, and you're, you're going to need rut dresses for Rush. I had no idea, you know, but she, and my sweet mom, she worked, and so I know that she probably took time off work, you know, probably took a half day off to go and look for dresses. And so at the time I was like, you know, whatever. But it was funny when she passed away a few years ago, I was, this was when I was shopping for my daughters. And I'm like, I feel like a personal concierge having to go look for this. And it brought back those memories of what my mom did for me that I didn't even appreciate because I just thought they just magically appeared on my my bed. But anyway, so she had these dresses. She, I, I remember the dress she got me for serious night, the last night. I loved it. It was so pretty. It's just very classic cocktail, hot pink dress. And so she just, I didn't even know I needed those dresses and I didn't know, but she knew and she was able to kind of filter those for me. And so I think that's what we do as moms is sometimes, or sometimes they don't know that what classic looks like because they're not seeing many examples out there. And so you could get something that's classic and like I said, get it taken up and it still fits in with what everybody else is wearing. You just, you know, but you, you can, like I said, have a dress that you and your mom agree on. So outside of dress shopping. Mm-hmm. Let's just talk about the everyday. They're going to go hang out with friends after school. I mean, I've, around here, I feel like everyone wears uniforms, whether it's private or public. It's pretty much uniforms during the school day, but that's not true for everyone. But battles could be after school. They're going to go hang out with friends. They go to walk out the door. And I don't know. What battles do you have? Because I ha- I could imagine some, but I don't. I've never experienced it. <laughs> yeah, so I think the whole trend of Lululemon has probably – revolutionized it all because those shorts are so short. (laughs) And so, I mean, I think that, I don't know. I mean, it's hard. And so, and even you might get the size six and they are still a tiny size six. But the the hard thing is the next size up looks like, I mean, I wouldn't want to wear them. They're so long sometimes. And so it truly is hard. And that's what I think we've got to have so much grace for each other too, because or your daughter, like I said, has gained weight or she's gotten taller. And even with school uniforms, like I love school uniforms. I so wish we had that here. Yeah. I, think, I think it would solve a lot of problems. But I was talking to a principal at a private school one time where I spoke and she was saying like, even with that, we sometimes have issues because some girls are so tall and their skirts are really short. And so, you know, it's just, it's so hard because like I said, you're just working with different things. But yeah, I think with all and all the trend and athleisure wear and all of that. But um, I was glad that recently, the I guess recent years, the, the whole trend of the free people, those shorts with a higher waist and a little bit longer than Lululemon. I was glad for that. Um, I know Aries kind of come out with these popular shorts that cover a little bit more too. So, I mean, anybody listening who's a clothing designer, there's <laughs> such a huge market for cute products that you can just have a different style that's still cute and stylish, but the girls don't know they need it yet. But let me tell you, when these when these new trends hit, or the gold hinge skirts, those are big right now in our community at least, but when they hit, it's like within a week, I guess because of TikTok or whatever, yeah. everybody has them. Yeah. So I think there's such a huge market for people to come up with alternatives. But 
what I have seen is that usually you have, you know, the Lululemon and then somebody you always, oh, somebody just started this clothing store. It's Christian based, but the clothing looks nothing like the trends, you know? And I'm like, I don't know if my, I know my daughters would not want to wear that. So it's like some, you got to kind of make it fit in enough to where they, you know, it looks like everybody else. It's not so different, but like I said, it's covering the areas that need to be covered. Do you think your daughters were choosing what they wore because the other girls were wearing it or because they were trying to get the attention of boys? More what everybody else is wearing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think for most girls that would be, I mean, maybe not every girl, but I think at least, you know, when you're living at home, it's more of like what's everybody wearing. But even college too, like my daughter will send me links and this is what everybody's wearing at Auburn. And like I said, it hits within a week. Like last yeah. year it was those split leggings, which are so, I was like, those are really cute. I'm getting myself a pair. <laughs> So, but I mean, it all, it all hits quickly. And so it's just really what's trending, which is what can make it challenging for us as moms when it's right. something we don't like. Well, and then, you know, we talked about the moms who aren't like a, a boy mom judging. Oh my gosh, I can't mm-hmm. believe all these girls are wearing these sports bras. It's crop tops with the flowy skirts that I can see their boodle hanging out. And I'm judging, but it's like if, and every single girl's wearing it. It's like, well, I don't know the whole story. I don't know what's all going on. So we have to take a pause as moms and be like, what's behind my judging? What's my, well, it's my story I'm telling myself and that I'm walking through. And then it's, you know, some moms, it's like, well, is this a heart issue? That my Mm -hmm. daughter's not okay to be differentiated from everybody. Like, why does she Mm -hmm. have to look like everybody? Why does, and I've interviewed enough people know there's a developmental stage of wanting to fit in and not wanting to stand out. Right. So it's not necessarily a heart issue as it mm-hmm. is a developmental <laughs> stage. Right. Right? Yes. Do yes. you think? I think so. And like I said, I mean, it's just hard. I mean, I think they're okay standing out if they stand out in a good way. You know? Right. Like, like don't stand out because okay. you're wearing a turtleneck that's yes. in like – But if you're – If, if you, you want to wear trend, a turtleneck and you've got a really right. cute one with like a little tie and you got a little vest on, you got a whole look going right. and you have style – that's different. Right. You can start a whole new trend. Yes. But it's like nobody wants to stand out in a bad way. If they stand out, it might be I'm the first one in town to have the gold hinge skirt or whatever just hit in this big city I just went to visit and I'm going to bring it to my little small town. You know, so they would, you know, I don't think anybody minds standing out in a, in a good way. Yeah. But you don't want to be so different that you just don't even fit in. I know. And it's it's challenging. And and I don't know. I mean, I know part maybe part of it is a heart issue, but I don't know if girls... I don't know. I just think, you know, knowing what I know now, looking back, I don't think girls realize sometimes, I'm not saying all don't, but sometimes they don't realize. Sometimes they're just like, they just think it looks cute on them and they feel good on it and they're, they feel good about their body. I've been working out a lot lately or whatever. And they don't really look at it the same way that we do because of what's so normalized. But I remember talking to this one girl one time who was a big dancer Mm. and she's now a mom. And she's like, it's so funny because I used to walk around in my little bra tops and all these things that we would wear as dancers because you're wearing it for hours on end. And I didn't think anything about it because it was all around me. Like that was my world. But she's like, once I got out of that world, like I'll see the girls in their little dance clothes walking around outside the studio in what they wore in the studio. And she's like, oh, my word. But when she was in the middle of it, she didn't really realize. Yeah. And so I think that's sometimes what we got to realize is that sometimes they're just not thinking about it like we are. And so sometimes for us as moms, it's like, okay, you know, you need to cover up or, you know, before, you know, if you're wearing that to go exercise, but wear this little crop top jacket or whatever, or put this over your waist, just helping them. And I'm like, thank God for moms who do that, really. I thought about that before this, 
thank God for any mom who's sitting here listening to us right now, because that means they care and they're trying and they're trying to help guide their daughters. But I think the mistake we make is we expect them to know this on their own. We expect them to figure this out on their own. And, you know, sometimes we've got to gently teach them and guide them and like show them like, or just show them pictures. Like, look how pretty this dress is. That's such a classic dress. Like, she look how good that looks. And just showing them a different vision of maybe what they're getting when they go online and everything's like, you know, bodycon and tight fitting and geometric cutouts everywhere that we've really got to show them some alternatives to that. This back to school was a little rough for me with all of the emails from three different schools and the schedules and the pickups and the homework and the sports. I was having a hard time planning out meals and we would get to the end of the day and the boys would say, what's for dinner? And I'm scrambling. I'd either have some of the ingredients for something and all of it, or I'd be missing the major component like the meat. And so I have gone back to good, faithful HelloFresh. Maybe you've seen them mentioned before somewhere else. Maybe you've been curious to try it. I want to tell you what I love about it. Okay. One, this is good food. Like this is healthy farm fresh ingredients, pre-portioned, so there's not a lot of waste, and the meals my boys will eat, everything I've made through HelloFresh, they have loved, devoured, in fact. And so it makes it simple. The meals come, I usually get three meals for six people. They come in brown bags, so it's already all together. I just put it in the fridge. And they have these really great recipe cards that have pictures of what it's going to look like. And I've told you this before, when the boys say what's for dinner, I just hold up the picture card, (laughs) the recipe, and turn on my Frank Sinatra and I just start cooking. Some of them are 15-minute meals. Some are just, uh, you can pick and choose, which is awesome. You can go in ahead of time and say, I think that's something my family would like or not. They have 40 recipes every week. And so they'll automatically pick ones for you, but you can also adjust them. You can also pause at any time if it's not a great week for your family to get meals. You could have it delivered somewhere else. I think it's such a great option if your family is busy like mine and you're in a season where you need some new options. You want to keep the family value of dinners and food that fuels your body Go check out HelloFresh at HelloFresh.com slash 50DMA. So the number 50DMA. Use the code 50DMA and you're going to get 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. So go to HelloFresh.com slash 50DMA. Use the code 50DMA for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. And I think you'll find why I believe HelloFresh is America's Number one meal kit. I think as moms, sometimes we can get stuck in a rut, whether we are working outside the home every day and we only have work clothes or we are exercise people and we only have Lululemon or we just have comfortable clothes. And so we get an opportunity to go to a different kind of event and we're not ready. Well, I have appreciated having Stitch Fix on my little team of helping me be prepared because I basically have my own stylist. I've filled out the quiz. I have let them know what I like, what I don't like, what my sizes are, what my budget is. And it's almost, there's two options really. It's like a curated store that you could go to at any time if you're looking for some new jeans, a certain kind of shoe, a sweater, a new dress. You can go to your curated store on Stitch Fix or you just have your stylist send you five things right to your door from 
sizes extra small to 3XL. You're going to find the perfect fit. You try everything on at home. You keep what you like. You send back the rest. They have over a thousand different brands and styles. So whatever you need to fill in your wardrobe holes, (laughs) Stitch Fix has you covered. And you just order a refresh as needed. If we're heading into fall and it's actually cooler, you might need some fall items. You just schedule a fix or you go in and look at your store. I love this Stitch Fix for my kids too, especially the ones who are trickier to get to go and try on things. They will send you kids clothing items and you can kind of go through them and say, oh, they will like that. They won't like that. And then have them try them on at home, send back what you don't want, keep what you do. It's awesome. So thanks to Stitch Fix, just getting me, they will get you to try today at stitchfix.com slash DMA. You'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That's stitchfix.com slash DMA, stitchfix.com slash DMA. So mom's in a standstill with her daughter. Her daughter comes mm-hmm. down. She's wearing something that the mom doesn't feel like is appropriate to go out in, even if everybody else is wearing it, like we just said, mm-hmm. and she's in that zone and she doesn't see it as a problem. What does she say? What does she do? I mean, I don't know. That's such a that's such a hard issue. But I think if you really, if it's like totally inappropriate, you say, no, that's not appropriate. You need to go change. Even if everybody's wearing it and they're school, they're all wearing the same thing. Literally, it feels yes. like every girl around us is wearing the exact same thing. Well, I mean, I guess for me, I'm thinking that maybe is it too short? If it's too short, maybe say, well, maybe we need to go a size up. And I mean, mm. and granted, that, that's just what happens. I mean, my kids have worn dresses to church that are too short before. Mm-hmm. And it's not because they, but it's like they put on a dress. I'm like, oh my word, I bought that last year and we're walking out the door. And it's just, they're like, oh, that has gotten shorter on you. You've grown this year. And so, but we don't have time to go change. And so I'm like, okay, people just might judge me today. <laughs> you know, that's why I'm like, you don't know the story, yeah. but like, you know, especially they're still growing. They might be growing up. They might be growing out. And like, like a lot of times it's not really just, it's just something that used to fit them. And then now it doesn't because of their, their growth spurt or something has happened. And so I don't know. That's why I think it's such a case by case scenario. And that feels tricky. Like if she is growing or maybe she has gained weight or was doing sports right. and stopped doing sports and it's just like she's already self-conscious about it. That feels exactly. like um, you're walking on eggshells to say anything, but you want to help her. Like right. you want to help her present her best self. And that's where the whole I'm on your team. Yes. It, are yes. there practical ways outside of clothes to mm-hmm. communicate that message? Like what have you found with your daughters? How have you connected with them outside of this conversation so that that relationship is built up, and especially in the teen years when they're so busy and gone all the time. Yeah. I mean, I think anything, just like I said, to let them know we're on their team, to try to be positive whenever possible, because it's, you know, what is the statistics that you need like seven positive comments to offset one negative? I mean, and it's true. And if all we do is correct and nitpick and all they hear is, is the negativity or look what she's wearing or, oh my goodness, I can't believe that. They start to tune you out. Like that mm-hmm. that's the issue. And my big thing with teenagers is like, as your kids grow up, we lose control and you go from a place of control to a place of influence. Mm. Now, as we're still buying the clothes and all that, we obviously have control of anything we're paying for. It's the phone, their car, their 
clothes. Sometimes I've, there've been a couple of times my daughter wanted to buy something that I was like, I don't think that's appropriate. And I'm like, you can spend your money on it. Of course she won't do that. I was like, well, I'm not spending my money on that. <laughs> or it might be, she wants the fifth sweatshirt. I'm like, nope, I've already bought you two sweatshirts, you know, in the last month. I'm not buying another one, but you can spend your money on it. And that's a good test that they don't want to do it. But I think anything, I think all those little things, like even if you are, say you're battling a lot of her clothes, but where can you show her that you're on her team? So maybe that you love, you know, that she loves Greek salads. That is like her little happy. And, you know, she's got a stressful test at school or a stressful day. And like have that little salad waiting for her at home, especially if you had a fight that week. Like that's the time to show love. Like you've got to, you, you can't just, I don't feel like you can treat this fight like sometimes people treat other arguments. Like my friend told me, you got to circle back around Make it right. That's not saying that you're not going to have the fight again, but just be like, I'm, I want to. I don't want to fight. I don't like this. And so, even if you're not in a good place with that relationship, you've got to just be like pursuing their heart and showing these little acts of love. And I think something we have to be careful about too is, especially with the whole clothing thing. Sometimes, okay, maybe you're not. They're they're not wearing it, but their friends are wearing it. Mm-hmm. And you know, we got to be careful not to to say negative things about their friends. And there's there's an exception here if they're in a bad group or something's kind of toxic, really going unhealthy direction. But we got to remember, like, how would we feel if our children came and said something negative about our friends? Yeah. Like, automatically, you get defensive, you're going to get mad, and you're not going to listen. And so we've got to be really careful with, you know, when we're talking about what girls these days are wearing or you're so-and-so, you know, like, they're going to get defensive about that, even if that's not their style. Yeah. So I think anything we can do, just like I said, to show we're on their team. I, I, I was given a talk the other day. I was like, you know, one way we do help our children build that relationship is like if that, somebody's important to them, then they should be important to us, mm. whether it's their good friend or um, like last year when my daughter was a freshman, she had the cutest roommate at Auburn. And um, I loved the mom, loved the girl. And the mom was so cute. She's just very intentional and thoughtful. But she sent them matching pajamas mm. on exam week. Mm. And they sent us a picture. And she's like, I know it's a stressful week. So I just wanted to send them a little happy. And so I don't think we don't have to pay for things, but that's just yeah. an example of like, I'm not only loving my child, but I'm loving her good friend because yeah. she loves her and I love her too. And so I think the more we do those things, you build that relationship, then it gives you that voice in their life when that they might ask for your opinion of what to wear. Mm-hmm. And you were talking earlier, if mom says it, I don't want to have it. I had a friend that that was happening to her. She was sending her daughter all these links for dresses for one of our balls. And the daughter is like, you know, negative, negative. So she came across this white dress and she's like, I know this dress would be perfect. We were actually on a, a trip with our girls the, and the moms were talking and we were like, that is beautiful. It would be amazing on her. And, but we knew that it couldn't come from her mom. So another one of the moms had an older daughter who the girls all looked up to. So she said, hey, she said it to her daughter, would you send this to this friend, your sister's friend? saying that this would be beautiful on you. And I forget how they kind of coordinated it. And so the, genius, the friends, mom, yes. it was genius. Yes. The friend's big sister did it. And guess what? She went for it and she wore it and she looked gorgeous. So if you don't have that relationship right now, just pray about it. You know, like God, there's sometimes there's a creative way. Uh, they say, call it, you know, be a cat and not a dog. You know, sometimes as moms, we try to go in that front door. We're trying to drive our message home and we just push them away. So sometimes we got to be a little more clever and do it a little bit more subtly, and we'll have a better result. No, that's amazing. I I think all these are so good as far as I hear you saying it's not like a free-for-all. I'm going to let my girls wear whatever. Mm-hmm. There are boundaries that right. you've set. But ultimately, you're watching what you say about other people. You're watching what you say to your daughter. You're building in through what you do and what you say that you're for her 
and for her thriving. Even mm-hmm. your actions of looking up dresses, giving options. I know of moms who mm-hmm. order a bunch that they plan to return so that they can have a place to try right. it on, you know, with their own shoes, with their own stuff, in their own house yes. where they can walk around and sit down and see how it flows. And so I think all of these are helpful as we're heading into the homecoming season and also just to reduce that stress. Do you have any words for the mom who her daughter is the like outside the box dresser? Mm-hmm. And I think what we really need to do is when we're feeling fear mm-hmm. of the judgment of others that we're, we're trying not to be the judge, but like our reaction and our words and our intensity might be coming from a place of you can't wear that because what will mom say about me? Right. Or my mom would never let me wear that, so you're not going to wear that. Like, we're taking our baggage and putting it on our girls. So I guess I I just gave you two questions. I don't know which one you want to answer, but kind of both. Our junk and then when our girls are outside the box. Yeah. I think, you know, and I'm I'm sure you have this with boys. It's like you realize you just got to pick your battles. Mm -hmm. And so I've learned, like, not to make everything a battle. So I guess with that, if they're dressing, like, how different is it? And so, again, I think you'd still have the same basic ground rules. Like, it's got to be appropriate. I mean, it could even be, like, they're choosing to wear a suit and everyone's wearing dresses. Right. Or they're choosing, like, to go all – maybe, I mean, I knew a mom, her daughter was more goth. You know, and all mm-hmm, she's not right. wearing the classic or the, you know, in the South, yes. all the cute girls that look as exactly the same at Ole Miss and all that. Like, right. That can be hard as a mom when you had images yes. of these beautiful, you know, colorful dresses and she's wanting to not right. to go a different direction. And I think maybe looking at like why maybe so the goth. And so to me, I think I would be the most concerned is like, is she wanting to go goth? But is she all of a sudden getting into really dark things, mm-hmm. you know, is she only wanting to watch dark movies? Is mm-hmm. she having some dark conversations with friends? You know, I think is this a reflection or an extension of something deeper that's going on? Like that's kind of a concern and it's really not about the clothes. It's like what's really at the root of that. It's kind of an and expression so of something else. It's an on. expression of something else. So I think, you know, it, there are times that, you know, it does go to a heart issue and just, I don't know. For me, I'm always like when I'm stressed over something like that, I just start with prayer mm-hmm. and I just like, God, I don't know. <laughs> you know, like guide me here. Give me the wisdom. Give me the words. If it is a heart issue, like I can't control that, but you can like, you know, say you feel like she's kind of gotten into some dark things. How can I bring light into her life? You know, how can I? And you're not just focused on the clothing. You're just really focused on her heart and her direction and her well-being. Because, you know, ultimately, that's what we care the most about yeah. with our children is their health and their well-being long term. Like if she's doing great and she just loves expressing herself. Yeah, in exactly. Like, like a she, fashion designer type way. Right. That's a yeah. different and story. I mean, I, yeah. Yeah. And so that might be, okay, she's looking different than the other girls. But, you know, who knows? She might be a New York fashion yeah. designer in the future, yeah. you know? And it might look kind of strange. She's wearing this in our little small town. It's totally different. But... Who knows what God is going to do with her creativity? And, you know, who knows? maybe she'll be a handbag designer. Like, we don't maybe know. Maybe she'll design these clothes that we're talking about. Exactly. Maybe she'll exactly. be the one. Yes, yes. Maybe so she'll let, be the one. So of that feeling you're having of wanting to yes. fit in and really get curious about the why. That's, yes, the curious. Yeah. And it could be that she's like, okay, well, she seems to have a, I don't like this outfit, but she seems to have a real talent for doing this. So it might be you go invest in something like, hey, do you want to design jewelry or, mm-hmm. you know, something mm-hmm. that might be something that she can make a talent out of or use that talent 
in some way that could lead to a business. I don't know. Yeah. I just think that there's every case is different, but yeah. And then for the mom who it is her own baggage right. going into the battle, what would you say for her? Um, again, I always just try to take it to prayer, but, you know, I've, I just know with my kids, like, you know, if they've messed up or something, I know that my reality check for myself and I'm like, if my first concern is ever, what are people going to think about me or how will they judge me? Then my heart needs a heart check. Like my heart's not in the right place. Like I think, you know, if we are on the right track that our goal as moms is like our first concern should always be our child, like their well-being, their mental health whether they're on headed in a direction that God wants them to be headed in and who cares what anybody thinks, you know, because that's ultimately, and somebody might not understand something right now, but I just think that that's, if we got to make our children, whether they mess up or stumble or they're doing, you know, wearing something we don't like, like it's just really kind of what's at the heart of that and worrying more about that than what people might think. Yeah. And that's kind of a hard place to get to, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, that fear could disrupt your connection. Mm-hmm. The thing that you're really yes. wanting, their success is getting sabotaged. Yes. And I know you can see, so say your daughter, you know, has a different style than you and she doesn't want to dress like the little preppy girl who wears dresses, your best friend's daughter. Yeah. And so, you know, how would we feel if she was always telling us, well, you should dress like Miss <laughs> Kim's mom. You know, yeah. I'm like, I wouldn't want them telling me that. And so our daughters don't want us telling them like, you should dress more like her, yeah. more like that. Like, I just think that there's a way to do it that's not so obvious. Like I said, being more of a cat, <laughs> going, you know, than a, a, the dog, but like just helping them find what do you feel good in? What is your style? Mm-hmm. And like I said, just trying to find something that you can both agree on. But, you know, I think a safe place to start is helping them know what, what colors do look good on you. Like I know I can't wear yellow, but I have a daughter who can wear yellow. So if I find a cute yellow top, I'm like, hey, this would look precious on you. I can't wear it, but it would look great on you. And that's kind of a fun, That's that makes it fun. And mm-hmm. so I just think kind of starting the conversations there, going shopping, just finding out what their style is, what they're looking for. Sometimes they'll tell me, mine will tell me, I'm looking for these kind of jean shorts or this kind of skirt. I'm like, okay, I'll be on the lookout when I'm out. Mm-hmm. And that makes you more of their advisor. And, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying mine like everything I pick out because for every 10 things, they might like one or two. So there's a lot of rejection. You have to be I've okay with the enough. rejection, I yeah, guess. Yeah, you you've got a, a little, skin. yeah. Or you be a marshmallow, yeah. someone's said with teen girls like you just kind of absorb all the feedback and like don't take it as personally and just keep going right exactly (laughs) exactly you do and it it gets easier with time but that first you know there's that first year or two is a little bit of a struggle and I think even there's some online resources probably that I could link in the show notes I know my friend Lee Corden here in Dallas she just put out an Mm -hmm. email that was a bunch of homecoming dresses if, you're, if that's what you're focused on right now and that's where the battle is right now. But there, I I would hope there would be influencers, college girls or even a teen that could say, hey, I'm loving this and this is a great option that my mom and I agree on. Yes, yes. I don't know. There would be a huge market. If you want to get in with the moms who are actually buying the clothes, then that would be a pretty smart This business. would be a good business. Well, we thank you. So much for being with us, Carrie. I hope you have a great fall with your girls and appreciate you always. Y'all go find Carrie. We'll put links again in the show notes. Okay. Thanks for having me. I always love talking to you. Of course. Okay, y'all. Thank you so much for joining me and Carrie. Like I said, definitely check out Carrie's podcast and uh, our links in the show notes. We even included my friend 
Lee Corden that I mentioned her do say give homecoming dress posts. If your homecoming's a little later and you still need some help with that, go check out her post. I'm going to pray over this because yeah, I just feel like this is a battleground and we don't, we want to be empowered. So Lord, I pray over moms and daughters specifically, but I know this could impact uh, moms and sons, fathers and sons, anything where we're finding a battle happening in our homes that you would first reveal in our hearts what's going on in us that is causing us to have issue with our child's choices. I pray that you would reveal to us if we have anything that we are putting above your approval and acceptance in our lives and any kind of fear that we may be having of other people's opinions or failure, um, our own journeys and stories of hurt and pain in the past that you would be our healer and our comforter and bring those things to mind. And then I pray, Lord, for a spirit of peace to surround families and homes. I pray for trust to grow, for us to pause before reacting and responding, especially when the teen years and words are said that can be hurtful to us as parents and we can say hurtful things in reaction. I pray that we would pause and we would ask for clarity and that we would bond with one another over just shared goals. And I pray, Lord, that the enemy wouldn't get any foothold in causing more division than is already there just in natural life of personalities clashing with each other. Lord, I pray for a mom who's discouraged right now on whatever aspect of this conversation brought to her mind that you know her story in particular and that she would not believe a lie that she's failing or that everything's too far gone, that there's always new mercies every morning. And I pray, God, you would lift up her eyes to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, y'all, for joining me. Uh, I'll be back here next week with two moms who didn't even know each other. And I brought them on the show together because they both are mothering four little ones and um, both have seminary degrees. And so we cover just a variety of conversations and just that reality. I can't wait to share that one with you. And remember, I put out a note every Tuesday. I share some of my favorite things, what food I've been cooking or what things I've been loving and just what God's teaching me. You just can sign up for that at olaheather.com. Ola with an H like Heather, olaheather.com. And I'd love to connect with you that way. All right. See you back here next week. Adios. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Don't Mom Alone podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more people and more resources to help remind you that you're not alone, head over to don'tmomalone.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guests. Most importantly, I want you to know the good news. The great news that you're not alone because God has promised to always be with you. With faith in Jesus Christ, the one who died for you and rose again, Jesus said when he left, he was going to leave a helper, a comforter to be with us. God in us. Moms, that's superpower. So while you're washing dishes at your kitchen sink, while you're driving to and from work, while you're feeding that baby late into the night, while you're cleaning sticky floors, God promises to be just as present with you as when you're worshiping in a church pew. As it says in Zephaniah 317, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Now that's good news. Have a great day.